Is it just me, or does it feel like the world's ending? Does it feel like we are simply not getting a break? Like we are jumping from one catastrophe to the next? I mean, far out. I'm recording this on the 3rd of March, 2022, and we've just come out of not even out of it, the the COVID situation, and we're straight into the Russia-Ukraine stuff. Before that was bushfires and global warming, and intermixed within all of this was political corruption, deception, social discontent, protests, celebrity um, making fools of themselves. Like, it's just, it just goes on and on and on, and obviously some things are significantly more impactful and worrying and eventful than others, but I just feel absolutely overwhelmed by the continual onslaught of reality, of life. It makes me want to run into a cave and hide to shelter myself, to turn off all social media, to cancel everything I'm doing, to simply just block myself off, head in the sand, switch off, because there's there's an overload of information. There's an overload of things happening. There's an overload of fear, of terror, of opinions, of events. And it's getting harder and harder to break down what is real, to dissect what's important, to know what to concern myself with. Pre-COVID, I had the belief that nothing much that is shown on the news will impact me. Nothing much that is shown on the news will affect my life. And for the most part, that's true. And And it sort of is still true. Most things that I see on my news feeds and online and on random television shows and what people gossip about and all of that sort of stuff, the vast majority of it has zero impact in my life. And the vast majority of it just flows and goes and disappears very quickly. The latest celebrity scandals, the controversies around something that someone said, or, you know, these these sort of like hot button topical issues that come and go and they're like a flash in the pan. And, you know, maybe someone's um, career's ruined or maybe there's some slight change or whatever. But for me personally, and I think for most people personally, there's not much impact, really. And yet I feel this compulsion to find out more, to be constantly learning more, to be tuning in to Twitter, to YouTube, to podcasts, to just keep my eyes on the ball and going, what is happening with everything all the time? And I've read something about this being an evolutionary byproduct. Think about it, right? The more information we knew back in the day as cavemen or, you know, evolutionary times, tribe people, whatever, the better we would be able to survive. If you knew that there were deadly animals in a forest or that a certain river was unsafe to drink from or that you shouldn't poop and drink in the same area or that you should prepare meat a certain way or that, you know, that tribe over there will come and invade us if we get too close, you know. These things really mattered, and it would be vitally important that you learnt them and that that information was disseminated through your society. 
that would be a matter of life and death. So compared to other animals, we have this ability to think about what we're thinking. And thus we can learn, we can process, we can grow. Great. But what happens when we apply that to a mega civilization? What happens when we go from being a tribe of a couple of hundred or a thousand or whatever we were to millions, billions, right? Our world is billions. It's, it's a number of, of people that, frankly, I can't even get my head around. It is mind-boggling. Well, the reality is, is the world is crazy big relative to the monkey that we are, or that I am. <laughs> and the amount of people on there are incomprehensible. But because we have this situation where our technology has far, far expanded our reach, we are now able to connect with and interact with and learn from and learn about everyone and everything all of the time, forever. So that leaves this evolutionary drive to find out more information and to be stuck to the screens, just consuming more information just to try and be filled in, being rewarded with brain chemicals, because, you know, we need to know, right? <laughs> but these issues are far, far beyond anything that the average person really can impact. Now, I'm going to come across a little bit callous or a little bit self-centered or rude or selfish, but hear me out because I've got a bit of a theory about this. The average person has very little impact upon the world, realistically. Now, collectively, we are making a difference to, to our detriment, I suppose, with technology and global warming and war and all of this sort of stuff. But individually, i.e. me, i.e. you, <laughs> we can't really do that much. And even if you are a sort of an influential person, so to speak, you know, even if you are able to make changes, you probably are only making changes in your one specific area, not in every area all of the time. So, so that leaves us with this, this absolute helplessness, despite all of the information that we're coming in. We have very little ability to make much of a difference, but it feels like we should, or it feels like that we do, or it feels like that we could. And I think part of that's due to a feeling of ego probably potentially derived through the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, the movies, the superhero movies, the books, the, the fiction that we've read and grew up on. How many stories did we read where an individual or a small group of individuals overthrew governments, displaced the dystopic government, destroyed the tyrant, saved the world, right? The hero's journey. These stories are inspiring. These stories are amazing. These stories are well worth reading. But I feel like they've become this narrative that's at least, I mean, I know it's impacted my mind and it makes me feel like I personally can stop evil. I personally can fix all of the world's problems. That's what it makes me feel like. But then I just take one logical breath and it's like, well, no, I, I, I can't actually fix the world's problems. All I can do is apply my little bit of weight in the direction that I think the world should go. Now, I have 
a little bit more reach than most people. I've got a modest, very, very modest size audience of a few thousand listeners, a few thousand followers across a whole variety of different things. I don't know my full reach. It's hard to, 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 to fully know, but the amount of people that I can influence with my words and my actions, even given the fact that I do have a growing audience is itself quite small. And the vast majority of people are where I'm at or even less influence. So we're all in this same state together. And there's very few people who with a word or a tweet or a comment or a drive can push the world in any one direction because the world doesn't work like that. We are all pushing for our own goals and our own desires and you apply that to communities and countries, nations, uh, geopolitical blocks, religions. Um, the, you could split the world down multiple different capacities and we're all pulling in different directions. And beyond that, each of us are all pulling in different directions ourselves because most of us aren't driven towards one cause or one goal. You know, we just, most people really just want to sort of get by and survive. But the world doesn't quite work like that. We're all small, small, small players in a big field. And yet, collectively, the trends and forces of our impact are huge and potentially catastrophic. We see this with climate change and global warming and pollution and deforestation and war and pandemics and all of these things that we're doing. Like, collectively, the world changes. but individually we can't do too much about it and yet bad stuff happens. Now, as of recording, there is a lot of bad stuff happening. We're still dealing with COVID and the, the Russia-Ukraine situation is in full swing. And, you know, yeah, it's a war. People are dying. Like there's threats being made about nuclear weapons. There's, there's, there's issues with, you know, like it's like a restarting of the cold war. Countries are arming up. It's quite, quite terrifying, quite extreme. And that's in addition to everything we're already dealing with. It's like the world is ramping up. So I'm left wondering, well, what is my response? What's my advice? What am I doing about it? And, and I like to approach this from multiple directions because I, I, there is no one answer. The individualist in me wants to suggest, well, do what you can to get by. I know that a lot of people have mental health concerns that follow me. I do as well. And the world becomes overwhelming. There's so many things to be compassionate about, to worry about, to feel about. And oh, now there's this war happening. It's like, oh my God. And it's just adds this absolute weight onto our shoulders and it compounds things. And then we worry about our own life and then it brings us down. And then we worry about the fact that we're worrying about the stupid stuff in our life when people are dying. And it's like this guilt cycle. And then there's people living in the countries impacted and their problems are, and the advice for those people would be completely different. You know, the Ukrainians situation, for, for people in Ukraine, the Ukrainians, there, there are, <laughs> I couldn't, I can't fathom it. It's, it, it's beyond my scope to, to know what 
they should do? Should they fight? Should they run? Should they beg? Should they, should they surrender? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm not of the mindset. I don't have the expertise. The Russian population that will be hit with sanctions. Uh, they're, 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 you know, victims in this situation as well. It's Putin's war. It's the oligarchs' war. So they'll be impacted quite significantly as well. And the rest of Europe is on a knife's edge. And if you know, there's nuclear threats and that sort of stuff, the world's on a knife's edge. It's, it's, it's messed up. And everyone should. I, I, I don't know. Because there's this, once again, this temptation to look globally. I find myself going, well, what piece of advice should I suggest to everyone? Because it's like, it feels like if you have this philosophy of life, it should have to apply to everyone and therefore to be able to, you know, help the world. Otherwise, what, what's the point of the advice? But I'm less and less thinking that. I'm more thinking, well, what, what should I do? What can I do? I live in Australia. So I am far away from the conflict um, as an individual, both, you know, like the, the, it's happening on the other side of the world and geopolitically we're, you know, fairly removed. Obviously there'll be, we're falling on the side of the West and the world, uh, against Russia, but me personally, the impact that I'm seeing is an increase in petrol prices. That's the impact. Like, like the practical impact on my life is that might change, but right now that's the impact. And yet the, the impact of the news about the situation has a catastrophic impact on my mental health. It's terrifying. It's fearful. It's a lot. It's continuous. You know, it's a war. The, the, the situation is constantly evolving and it's unknown. Now, there's an additional impact upon all of this. My, my partner's family are Russian. They are just effectively just, just Russian citizenships, just low, low, uh, low middle class. Her, her father's, my, my father-in-law is a priest just at a, at a local, at a local church. Um, so they're just part of the, the peasantry, <laughs> part of the community, part of just, just the general Russian populace that is under the thumb of, of what is becoming a, if not already a dictatorship that's expanding aggressively, who will be facing sanctions and restrictions and censorship and all of this sort of stuff. So in addition to the, the general fear, I've also got the, the familial issues both with my partner worrying about her family what to do should they leave should they come over here should they flee are they going to be safe what's going to happen all of those sort of thoughts on top of that and everyone will be impacted in different ways and like i said it's not it's not just the russian ukraine conflict it's global warming it's covid it's fears of technological development like there's always something and I have this absolute desire to pull back from everything because it's just too much. Not only is it too much, there's not much that I can actually do. Like, like I said with the evolutionary stuff, right? I have this desire, this drive to learn more as much as I can about the situations unfolding. But that information isn't, it isn't actionable. 
like I'm battling these two parts in my mind. It's like, well, I want to know. I want to know what's happening. But what what does that information give me? Like if I learn that a city has fallen in Ukraine to Russian hands or it's being taken back by the Ukrainians or that, you know, X, Y, Z has happened, what does that give me practically for my life? Now, yes, that is a very selfish thing to say, but ultimately all I can see the world through is my eyes. All I can take action from is from my own perspective. So I need to consider my own state in this. What does getting more information do for me? Realistically, very little. Now, I could look at the information and go, okay, I'm on this side of the the argument, this side of the conflict. I should send some resources or help out in some way. And let's say I do choose to donate or I do choose to send aid or I do choose to protest or do something. Fine. But it gets to a stage where more information, even if I'm doing those actions, more information doesn't actually help. If I want to be up to date, if I want to stay in, in tune, do I need to be constantly looking at the news or is a half a day updates enough? Is a daily update enough? Is a weekly update enough? Are you getting my point? Like I'm not convinced that the ability to access the information all the time from every source is a good thing. Actually, I'm very convinced it's not. But when something is happening, there's this push that we feel like we need to be informed all the time about everything. It's, it's like I said, it's evolutionarily, it's biological, it's this drive. But I want to suggest that it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to take a breath. You're not evil for doing so. You're not selfish for doing so. In fact, I would argue that if you want to make a true impact upon the world, you need to look after your mental state. I'm not saying to switch off completely. But I am saying to to choose what you consume. It's like food. You can have a bit of sugar or alcohol or even drugs or fast foods or all of that sort of stuff. But if you have too much of it, coffee even, if you have too much of it all the time, you'll overdose. So, So I guess what I'm suggesting is to just take a little step back, to take a breather, to consider if watching another video or listening to another podcast or having the same conversation with a different friend about the same situation that hasn't evolved or changed is actually helpful. Like I said, I like actionable information, information that gives me something that I can do about stuff. If you say like, hey, this will actually make a difference, a real world actual difference. Like, okay, cool. But if you're telling me more of the situation for no reason, and by you I mean more like, you know, media, like you, you go on YouTube and this this news bulletins will pop up about the latest, you know, latest breaking updates. For me being an Australian, being far away from the conflict, exactly what's happening hour by hour in Ukraine doesn't help me. Now, it would help the Ukrainians. It will help the people on the ground. It will help the people in intelligence agencies, right? That information isn't useless, but it's not that useful to me. What is useful to me? Well, knowing that something like this is happening in the world allows me to prepare for the worst. It allows me to think about the worst. It allows me to to know, okay, this stuff should could happen. It allows me to give advice to my stepfather, my father-in-law. 
saying like, hey, you know, do you want to transfer some money? Like, do you want to move over here? Like, it gives me that sort of stuff, but it doesn't really give me actionable advice day to day. If, if people give me information on potential charities. So I was what I, 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 in my little drive here, I was um, looking at a few different podcasts and information sources talking about how people can help. And they were saying, well, don't just send food because the food might go off. Feminine hygiene products are more necessary. And then it threw a list of different things that could be more necessary. And that was, you know, a couple of days ago. Things might have changed. You know, work out what is needed to be given. Money is needed. Feminine hygiene products were needed, right? Things, certain things are needed, certain things aren't needed. And yeah, the, that was one push. So figure out what's actually needed before you just send help randomly because it might be wasted. And secondly, he was talking about, well, the Russian population is quite uh, quite sheltered in, from information, right? So how do you get information to the Russians? Well, you. this was the suggestion. I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting was to go on to Google Maps, look at big Russian businesses, and give them a review. Five-star review, you're not to, to like trying to bring down the businesses. You give them a five-star review, and you share what's actually happening on the ground. And the idea is that you're spreading information that will help tell the Russian populace what's happening beyond you know the censorship that they're receiving. Because the idea is that they can look at those reviews and be like, oh, wow, okay, this is an actual source of information beyond what we're getting because we're so closed off. Now, once again, I haven't looked into that. I don't know about it. But it's practical advice that you could take some action if you do want to help the situation. Cool. And there's websites that will push for that. But beyond all of that, if we take it back to ourselves here, depends on where you are, will be a different answer. But to the average person, taking a step back from news media might be the good choice cutting down your consumption by a half or by three quarters or by nine tenths, you know, just really just reducing how much time you spend consuming information probably will be beneficial because realistically your sphere of influence extends to you. You can only control what you do and how you respond. You can influence your friends and family and workplace, but beyond that, your actions are quite limited. And uh, I personally find that focusing on what I can control is the best bet. Focusing on what I can do in my own world is that's it's 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 both comforting and it's I can see the changes and I can impact it because chances are most likely most things in the world won't impact you. That's just simple maths. Statistically speaking, most things that happen around the world that you'll hear just will have zero impact on you. Yes, there will be outliers. Yes, there'll be things that will. But the vast majority of news will not impact you. Despite you're in a drive to think it will or believe that you need to consume it. Turn turn the camera a bit more inwards. Focus on yourself and how you can respond and how you can help the world, help your own little world. I'm not saying to be selfish. I'm just saying, you know, be nice to the people in your local community. Do what you can to help out the people around you. And, and, and make sure that the income, the, the, the information coming in is actionable. You know, donate to the charity, do the things to help the big events, but don't overwhelm yourself. There's one thing I would want to consider. I was talking to my partner about this and she was sort of freaking out. And she said, I had this little rant 
saying, well, you know, uh, yeah, I have to accept these feelings. I have to accept it, practice acceptance, sort of like, you know, in, in a bit of an emotional state, talking about the issue of um, mindfulness, you know, just acceptance. But it's not about accepting or being happy with what's happening. It's disturbing. It's upsetting. It's confronting. It's fearful. Rather, what you can do is accept those emotions. You don't have to like what's causing the emotions, but a mindful response to this sort of stuff is to accept the emotions that are occurring. Okay, accept the emotions that are occurring. When you when you have a strong emotion, anger, fear, jealousy, rage, anxiety, overwhelm in some capacity, there's this drive to sort of run from them, to inebriate yourself, to push, to, 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 to watch a random video, to do anything but feel it. However, in my experience, the best way to actually get through those emotions is to let them burn up with the, the guise of consciousness, like turn your attention to them and feel them. It makes the half-life drop away. It's like you're giving them a voice to speak, they feel heard and they disappear. The emotion is temporary if you allow it space to just burn itself out. But if you push and run and hide, it keeps growing and it sits there and grows and grows and grows. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, take a moment, step back, look at the emotion and just feel it, embrace it, let it flow through you, look at it mindfully and it will disappear. Now, obviously I'm a massive believer in meditation and mindfulness and all that sort of stuff. Like in terms of talking about what what I can control in myself, I'm a massive believer of morning routine. I'll get up, meditate, exercise, right? They're the main things I do because I believe that if I do those things, the rest of the day will turn out quite well for me because my mental state's online. Meditation is key. Mindfulness meditation is key. So with that in mind, I'm going to leave a couple of links in the show notes to meditation resources that I've created. One of them will be a link to my Skillshare course. This course has got uh, 3,000 plus students in it. It's growing. The link will give you one month free access to Skillshare, all of my courses, and the, I think, 14 or 40,000 odd more courses that are up. Um, you can cancel any time. So links there, you can access it for free. Um, people are loving it, getting a lot from it. Check that out. I'll put a link down to my Insight Timer profile. That's Insight Timer's a meditation app. I've got a an abundance of talks on there. You can access those for free. And there's also some paid 10-day courses that I've got up there. I can't put those up for free, but the um, if you listen to just the body of work on the library, you'll get what I'm talking about. And also put a link to two of my books. One of them is a called Mindfulness, Go Book to the Present Moment. That's a book purely on meditation, how to meditate. It's a great introduction for beginners. And the other book is called How to Get Your Shit Together. And those two links will go to my website. And on my website, the majority of the chapters from those books are up for free. So you can read and access them. I believe that everything, (laughs) all information like this should be up and out there for free uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, the better mental state you're in, this is something that I can do. I'm a trained teacher. So my skill is in teaching. Um, so how can I impact the world? I can give good information out there in a consumable way that you'll appreciate for free. Uh, that's something that I can provide a community service. Um, and I know that when I needed it most when I was growing up, um, 
I didn't have the money to risk on a book. You know, if you go to buy a book, you pay the money and then you get the result. Um, and it may or may not be beneficial. So that information is up there and out there for free. There are options to support and buy it, of course, and that does help me um, financially, helps me to know that I'm doing a good job, but it's not necessary. Um, so like I said, I'll put the links to Skillshare, Insight Timer, and the two books in the show notes. You can access that, check it out. I strongly suggest that you start meditating now more than ever. Now is the time <laughs> to, to get it because it will help you to step back from your own emotions. It will help you to see with a little bit more clarity. It will help you to act with more clarity. It will help you to see what sources of information are helping you and what are hindering you, um, both online, digitally, but also people-wise. Some people in my life, frankly, just cause me more anxiety every time they talk about an issue. And I either have to uh, not see them as much, not talk to them as much, or let them know and say, hey, please, let's not talk about this topic. Yes, I know it's on your mind, but I don't want it to be on my mind. Or, hey, like, let's talk about this once, but now we need to stop because we're not going to change anything. It's only going to make me feel worse. And if you're talking to me to make yourself feel better, that's all well and good, but I'm not your therapist. Now, the ability to have those conversations or rather the ability to even know that I need to have those conversations with people or to step back or to reduce or, you know, unsubscribe or unfollow or whatever it is comes from meditation because through meditation, you'll be able to get to see the impact of those things on your mental state. You'll be like, oh, okay, I see how this is impacting me. I'll take action. Oh, I see that when I do this, these emotions arise and I have to deal with it. Does that sort of make sense? So with all this in mind, I want to wish everyone happiness and health and an end to suffering. If you're on the front lines, if you've been pulled into this war against your will, if you are suffering physical, financial, or, or you know personal loss, if you've lost a loved one, if you've been injured, I, I feel for you. I am tremendously sorry. I, what can I say? There's nothing I can say. My thoughts with you. And that extends to everyone listening because we're all in, you know, we are a global community. We're all impacted in some capacity. So I wish everyone well. And like I said, I can't give advice to people that aren't in my situation, but to those that are in my situation, take a step back, work out how you can help, take effective action, meditate, and don't let the absolute overwhelm of information consume you. Consume some, consume enough to take action, and no more. And how you know that is through an increased understanding of your own mental state. And how you get that is through meditation. So once again, I encourage you to check out the links to the Skillshare Insight Timer and two books, How to Get Your Shit Together and Mindfulness A Guidebook to the Present Moment. And I just want to quickly end this podcast by um, just giving you, just if, if, if this does help, if you've found some benefit from the podcast, share it. I know it's ironic from like, hey, share my stuff, <laughs> add to the void of uh, more information, but that's that's where we're at. It's 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 uh, sharing stuff that will will help rather than stuff that won't help. And hopefully, I've given you some actionable information in this podcast. And extending upon that, just give it a a, a, a rate and review wherever you're listening to it, so more people can see it. Anyway, stay safe, and if you can. Have a good day.